0: bow your heads in prayer. Father, we ask this morning that you would speak your word to us and that your spirit would be at work in our hearts, drawing us closer to you, drawing us and strengthening our faith that we might walk with you every day. In your name we pray. Amen. When uh, Linda and I were in Germany. All of our kids came to visit at one point or another, but um, Ben and Anna, our oldest, the ones that are in New York, um, they came and they brought their kids. And At one point, they they left us with the grandkids for a couple of days, and and that was a good thing. And they went to have kind of a second honeymoon in the, the city of Prague. And when they came back, we asked them, so what, what was your favorite part of Prague? And they talked about the cathedral that sits over the city up on Castle Hill. And they used words like magnificent and beautiful and awe-inspiring. Now, if and when you ever go to Europe, I don't care what city you go to, you will visit a cathedral. It's part of going to Europe. And there are in every city, here's Notre Dame in Paris, and there's th- big cathedrals in, in London in Amsterdam, and Amsterdam and other places along the way. This is in Limburg, Germany. It kind of towers over the town, and it's a, a city that wasn't bombed during the war. They are among the must. See sights in most every city you visit. Whenever we would go with somebody to Luther's town, the town of Wittenberg, we'd take them to see the city church where Luther preached most of his sermons, something like 5,000 of them. And Or we'd take them to the, the castle church. Now, that tower wasn't there in Luther's day, but that's the church where he, where he nailed the 95 theses to the door. And if you go in, and it's beautiful inside, right under the pulpit is where Luther is buried. And then we would take, usually go from there down to Leipzig, and we'd, we'd show them the famous thomas Kirsha, where where johann sebastian bach was the was the music director and where he played organ and when they came to frank when they came to frankfurt we got back to frankfurt we'd always take him down to the dome the the main cathedral down in the center of the city it's what you do you go to see churches in europe this morning i want to talk to you about a beautiful cathedral Right here at this crossroads town we call Sugarland. And it's not like those cathedrals. Oh, it has a nice building, but it doesn't look like those cathedrals in Europe. In fact, um, some people would say it maybe confuses them because every week the people who work at this church have people stop in trying to check out books or buy stamps because they think they've arrived at the post office. The cathedral is not the building. The cathedral is the people who meet in that building, and it would exist whether the building was here or not. In fact, every person who is a member of this cathedral, a part of this cathedral, is unique. Each one has their own unique story of, of God and His grace in their lives. Of course, the pictures give it away. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about fishers and the people of fishers. The words for our text today, they apply to you in verses 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Now the question is, why has God taken us and put us here? Why has He placed us at this crossroad? Well, there. I think one of the things we want to do is I want I want you to think about those cathedrals, the pictures I just showed you. You know, in a lot of German towns, not in Frankfurt anymore, but in a lot of German towns, they are by law the tallest building in the city. When you when you pull up to to Wittenberg, whether it's by car or by train, you can see the churches tell you exactly where the old city is, the old part of the city where the historical stuff is and you just kind of they kind of draw you to the center of the city and the, and the doors of these churches just kind of draw you inside so that you can see the beautiful interior of these buildings. Well, that my friends is why we're here. That's your role and mine to buy our witness to draw people through the door into God's temple. Now, I'm not talking about those glass doors out in the gathering area that you entered through today. The doors I'm talking about, the door I'm talking about is a person. He is the one who said in the 10th chapter of John, I am The door, everyone who enters through me, will be saved. And he will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus is the door. And our role by our witness is to be God's living invitation to meet him. To believe in Him. To enter into God's household and by His working to become those in whom God dwells by His Spirit. Now folks, in this temple, God gives people things that they can't find out there. In this temple, God provides for people a sure foundation for life. Life now and life forever. Because people are looking for something to build their lives on. And boy, I tell you, people choose all sorts of things, don't they? Some, some try to build their lives on trying to stay young and look young forever. How is that working? Right? No matter how you try, you get old. Right? Some people build their lives on seeking after job security. I wonder how many people here have ever lost their job. Today's Secure a job can easily become no job. And I wonder about building your life on financial security. How much do you need? Isn't it amazing that when it comes to financial security, enough is always more. Now, folks, Paul is absolutely correct. He says, no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And at best, all those other foundations can provide maybe a a temporary security, or at worst, by building your life on those things and other foundations, you're building your life on sinking sand. Only Jesus, who was delivered up For our trespasses and raised for our justification. Only Jesus is the sure foundation. In him alone is a hope that will not disappoint. In him alone is forgiveness for all your sins and mine, no matter what they may be. In him alone is joy and contentment that is yours. Whether you're living in plenty... Or if you have nothing. See, when you build your life on Jesus, you're not building your life on who you are. You aren't building your life on the things you've done. You're building your life on who Jesus is. The Son of God and human flesh, and blood. You're building your life on what He did, on the life that He lived in your place, on the the death that He died to pay for your sins, on His victory over the grave that gives you life. In this temple, God provides a sure foundation. And in this temple, God welcomes people just the way they are, mess and all. Anybody ever here been in a construction site? It's a mess, right, when things are under construction. I I was was thinking about this and thinking about cathedrals. I thought about a cathedral in Spain that has been under construction since the 1800s, and they're still not finished. It's a mess. Well, folks, that's Fisher's. This place is under construction. It's not finished. I love the scriptures here. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I am. I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. I want you to think about the people that God brings to this church. We are all, what do we all have in common? Yes, sin. We're all sinners. And while we may upset about someone else's mess. The truth is we all have a mess in our lives. But you know what else is true about all of us? God loves us. Christ died for us. God forgives. Us. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, think about that. God builds His church out of broken people, not perfect people, not whole people, out of broken people. I love these words from King David spoken from his heart. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Broken and a contrite heart, O oh God, You will not despise. God welcomes us just the way we are. Yet in this temple, He does not leave us the same as He finds us. Do you all know where that is? It's behind Chewy's at the corner of 90... A and Highway 6, and if I had taken a picture along Highway 6, when, I, when we moved here, it was just kind of an open field. And since we moved here, there have been all sorts of things being built there, and I often drive by and I wonder, what's this going to look like five years from now? It's not going to look like it did before. And, and this building, this has been under construction behind Chewy's, it seems like, forever, I've been wondering, what's it gonna be when it's done? I think I think it's gonna be a hotel. I don't know. Well, folks, I wonder that about fishers too. What is this place? What are you and I gonna look like what, when God is done? Now, the thing I would tell you is that there are all sorts, in those places, there are all sorts of different workers working on that. Those buildings. And folks, there are all sorts of different people that God is using here. He uses Pastor Bauer, he uses me, he uses the wonderful staff that you have in this congregation, he uses the people who teach Sunday school and Bible class and confirmation, he uses the Stephen ministers and the leaders and the lay ministers and the deaconesses. And guess what? He uses you. Each and every one of you. you. Because by God's grace, you are the someone else that Paul says is building on the foundation. And you know what that means? That means that we need to take Paul's admonition carefully. Let each one take care how he builds on it. You know, a couple of years ago I came across an article written by a millennial. You all know what a millennial is. Those are our children, right? At least our children, right? And he was writing to the church at large, asking them to build with care, asking us to build with care in his life and in the life of his generation. And I I want to share with you what he said. He said, how do you do that? By listening carefully to people. And taking people seriously. By preaching, he said, and teaching God's word faithfully from the pulpit, from the Sunday school classroom, and moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas also at home. By giving young people, and I would say not just young people, all people, a chance to talk about difficult topics even the ones people are uncomfortable talking about, and to ask hard questions because people don't have a lot of places where they can talk about those things and not feel condemned and ask hard questions. And if there ought to be a place where people can do that, it ought to be the church. It ought to be here so that we can seek God's answers together in His Word. He said... Build carefully. Do more than talk about serving. Actually get out in your community and serve. and Care. And love. Build by living your faith. That's what God is working on in you and me. And that's what he seeks to do through you and me. If you want an answer to why Fishers is here at this crossroads, that's why. God is building his cathedral here, his temple, his family. And he's using not perfect stones, but broken, cracked stone. He's using you. He's using me. And he gives us, just like we said two weeks ago, a simple message to share, the message of Christ crucified for us. Because he wants others, who anyone who crosses through this place, to look at us and say, well, if God can love them, he can love me too. You see, St. Paul, here in 1 Corinthians, is writing about you, fishers. God's temple is holy. And you are that temple. Amen? Amen. May the peace of God... Past all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life.